Casey. And I'm Matt. And this is Too Much Film School. Today we're going to talk about the trailer for The Avengers. This is the newly recut as of the mid-March trailer. <laughs> There's been several trailers. But... Yes, okay. This is the full final two-minute trailer that's supposed to really get you into the theaters as if you weren't going to go see it anyways. Right. You made up your mind, I'm sure, when you heard the movie was coming. So yeah, the, the fact that it exists and that Joss Whedon is directing it, they didn't really need to do anything else to get me to go see it. I, I mean, I wonder if... Just the release date. What <laughs> I wonder if there are people that we aren't representative of who are like nerdy comic book movies, but then they see it and they're like, oh, there's explosions. I didn't know that. <laughs> and if they're playing up more of the action scenes of, you know, uh, almost closer Transformers or... Skyline, or just a general action explosion movie to try and win in some non-nerd guys guy. There does seem to be a lot of movies recently with aliens destroying planets, not with, like, explosions, but with actual physical ships crashing into things. Yeah. Which, I don't know why we've... Uh, trended towards... Yeah, like, it, we've gone away from Independence Day, where, where it's just... A big laser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> things just blow up. Um, I don't know how that laser shoots, like, a wall of fire out. But whatever. It looked cool. It's science. <laughs> it ignites the air, the ions. There's ions. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this looked a lot like... Uh, in fact, the... At the end of the trailer, there's the big snake-looking thing that's chasing after Iron Man. It really looked like the monster robots from Transformers that were taking yep. over Chicago. It's... Or Mechagodzilla, or uh, <laughs> kind of like the Luck Dragon, but um, <laughs> never-ending story, but mechanized. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, we actually don't know for sure who the alien race is. They haven't revealed that. We just know that Loki is somehow controlling them, or... You know, getting them attacked. Yeah. So maybe it is uh, the Luck Dragon from there you <laughs> go. clearly another dimension. Um, he came through that area where the big sphinxes fire laser <laughs> eyes. Out. Uh, either way, I actually don't like Loki as the bad guy. Even though, yes, there is an alien race that he's partnered with. That's kind of the muscle to his uh, brainy, you know, uh, more intellectualized bad guy that pulls the strings or betrays uh, people. I just don't find him as kind of a heavyweight that, oh, well, all the Avengers couldn't take up. Just beat him up. He is, <laughs> yes, he has uh, some strength on Earth, you know, the way Thor does, but in the movie Thor, he was the bad guy because he was kind of the inside man betrayer. He poisoned the king. He lied to Thor and told him he could never come back. Like, those things worked because he wasn't as strong as Thor or things like that. To think that he can do that outside of the context of being in the royal family, to all of the Avengers and with all their different combined powers, just doesn't really ring true to me. And arguably, he has the muscle of the alien race and people to come in, but all we're seeing in terms of name bad guy in these trailers is Loki, and I don't find him... He, he does enough. also... Remember from the end of Captain America, he does have the cosmic cube. That's Whatever true. the hell that yeah, is. Yeah, uh... Uh, it's not, I, don't, I don't know if people who read comic books have any idea what that thing actually does. It kind of does whatever you feel like it can do it's at any given moment. The MacGuffin or the big bad, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, they, I'm sure leaving it in mystery means <laughs> they can unfold it later to be like, no, it turns all the air to wood. <laughs> That's pretty final, right? I mean, you can't breathe because there's wood instead of air. Um but I still feel like the trailers are exciting. They uh, show a lot of action. They show the 
collecting of each of the characters. I don't need, and I realize this is not something that happens in movies so much, but in comic books, every time a superhero meets another superhero for the first time, they have to fight. And I'm really tired of that. And it's clear that Captain America and Thor sort of go at it. And I think I, 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 I think Thor Iron and Iron Man are punching each other. That... I, I don't. And, and the Hulk is chasing after Black Widow. How many different? It's like it's going to be an hour worth of superheroes punching each other until we finally fight the bad guy. You know, an hour into it. Uh, well, I think from the various incarnations of the Avengers story, that does kind of go back to the storyline in that uh, Bruce Banner even says, oh, we're not a team, we're a ticking time bomb. Like, the number, the amount of infighting and them, they live together in kind of preparation for training, and there's, I don't love triangles probably, with Tony <laughs> Stark and Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye, see Jeremy Renner, his yeah. character. Like, I'm sure that is in there motivating some of the bad blood in, or it's prima donna-ness of, like, I'm the best superhero here. It's uh, the real world for superheroes. I'm sure they're going to spin some of that in there. They're going to try. But, and the other, the other problem I have with that collection of heroes, now when, you, when you actually list off the uh, list of superheroes that they have like that, Black Widow and Hawkeye next to Thor and the Hulk, like... What are they going to yeah. do? <laughs> when, and it's funny because the trailer actually shows them collecting Bruce Banner. It's, Tony Stark says, I thought I was out of it. Captain America, that's it. And then we don't, we're like, hey, there's a guy with a bow and arrow. There are Jeremy Renner's in those movies? <laughs> and then uh, literally they, sh they show the whole thing and uh, Scarlett Johansson keeps having lines like, you know, pop up with here and there or something like that. But at the end they show that shot sweeping around of all of them getting ready, Hawkeye drawings, bow, you know, everyone standing like they're back to back at the Alamo, you know, point. And then it ends on Black Widow. I'm like, oh, she's actually there and fighting with them. I thought kind of like from Iron Man that she was like a secretary or just <laughs> personal assistant. And yes, she'd be there for like, hey, you guys are training here, but go out and fight. I'll help, you know, from support staff. Uh, not to belittle her as just a female, just I don't know that she has powers. Well, I'm going to throw Hawkeye into that, too. Yeah. I mean, a bow and arrow. Yeah, like, he's very good at shooting. He, even in, by the standards of normal Earth today, the bow and arrow is not that great of a weapon. Right, he has, like, explosive Teflon-tipped ones and all kinds of ones with cables on them or webs that come. He's got a lot of options in the gadget tech way of bow and arrowing. But yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that's still somewhat limited. Yeah, he's still fighting robots that can knock over a building. Right. Don't know. He will, he'll, he'll jump out of the building and use the cable one, you know, <laughs> to latch onto something a la Batman. But I even feel like Batman, we know a lot more backstory of him training and having, you know, it's his mind that is the ultimate weapon, whereas uh, Hawkeye, I'm like, no, we, it's his aim. We like, saw him for two minutes in Thor. <laughs> yeah, he was about to shoot an arrow at Thor, <laughs> but he didn't. That was the it's an entirety of what we know about Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I... I think we need more backstory, which is, they didn't give us in the trailer. Maybe they will and really they build him up will, in the movie. Him, yeah. But in terms of trailer, it's uh, not swaying to have him there. The scene I want to see is Captain America, who, to be clear, was born in the 1920s, meeting Sam Jackson and taking orders from an African-American. This needs to be addressed. <laughs> he is... Uh, Better than his time, we saw him not be the uber male bravado. He still would not know the term African American. That's true. He might have a faux pas or two. Maybe they'll it work better. That come on, is all I'm saying. That in. It's a comic relief where he says "boy" one time. <laughs>
something, and then everyone drops their forks or whatever <laughs> they're doing at the time. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, I'm sure he's not racist. He just he would use the wrong words. There you go. Of, of a time and place, uh, and that was acceptable. In this trailer, they seem to build up to the appearance of Iron Man and make it seem like he's the star. Did you get that sense? Yeah, maybe they're... Because the Iron Man movies were so successful and popular. That's what I'm thinking, is that they're not like, ooh, people loved that Hulk, last Hulk movie, or (laughs) Thor really broke the box office. So maybe they're playing with their strengths of people liked Iron Man. And you've even brought up that it wasn't a great movie so much as Robert Downey Jr. was just charming as hell and played the character really well of Tony Stark. So maybe they... Playing that up either in the trailer or in the movie from day one. Being like, all right, we know where the fans were or what box office did, so let's skew the movie that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how it actually ends up. Because it, as far as we know, the villain, the primary villain is Loki. At least he's the orchestrator of it, which would then mean Thor kind of has has to take the lead. Yeah. But, but he wasn't necessarily the most exciting character. Well, And he, then also, what does he even doing on Earth. Like, he wants to get back to meet Natalie Portman, I gather, right. from the other movie. But Natalie Portman is not in this trailer anywhere. Right. Uh, what What is... I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll be interested to see what they did with I'm that. sure Samuel Jackson has a line or file on him and from their interaction and stuff, and so he somehow contacts him. They find a way. Uh, that's probably going to be towards the beginning of... Oh, yeah, we... And then they'll probably have a throwaway line about, oh, yeah, that girl... Uh, something... She's not available. Or <laughs> she died, or... There's going to be a, reason, a throwaway line of, Natalie Portman's not in this movie. Here's the reason why, in two sentences. Well, she's definitely not dead, because she's gonna, they're making Thor 2, and right. she's in that. Okay. Um, or she might have, like, a walk on her. I don't know. She um, might. I, maybe they're saving that. Yeah. It's it's odd, though. Uh, and, I mean, it's a trailer, so it's... Yeah, right. they're not going to go into every reason for every person. Uh we did do, like I said, Iron Man, Hulk, and Captain America. Maybe they thought those were enough, and then the others come along. But like you said, Thor was not the most magnetic personality in terms of <laughs> these. Uh, that was funnier when I did about uh, Magneto and <laughs> Glorious Bastards one. Uh, now, as you said, Thor was not the best movie, and just the character and the portrayal of it were not as charming or magnetic as. Robert Downey Jr., or even as Chris Evans in Captain America, he was lovable and kind of charming in yeah. a boyish way, so they're going to play up them more than Thor, who is awkward and cold, and I've actually found that even in comics and stuff. He's yeah. Norse, and they always equate that with, oh, I don't have interpersonal skills. Ah, <laughs> Vikings. Which is probably true. And I, I feel like he's going to be probably more interesting and lovable in this one as the straight man to... You know, Captain America and Iron Man and even Sam Jackson will be making fun of him and he's not going to understand. And that'll be funny. Uh, just his weird reactions will be more interesting in this, I think, than in the uh, Thor movie itself. Yeah, and they might round him out at the end of the last Thor movie. Like, Thor had him be a Cro-Magnon, you know, jock in the beginning and then he kind of rounded out when he met Natalie Portman and went, oh, I have to be sensitive. <laughs> Whatever, learning, he's the Terminator and he learns you can't kill everyone. Right. Thumbs up as he knocks into the eye. You know, <laughs> like he learned and evolved a bit. So maybe they'll pick up from that and he'll be a little uh, more well-rounded in this one. I also wonder, in terms of continuity, what they're going to do with the Hulk. Did those two movies happen? Is he? Uh, did he fight um, the Abomination and, and stuff? Uh, like, 
Are, did all of those events... It's a different actor. It's different. Right. Like, are we continuing or not? It's not really... If maybe they'll drop a line or two. I would be fine with them even referencing the events. I don't take the actor changing as a <laughs> discount, like, to... I'm going to recognize the character more. And uh, he, uh, he changes genetically... Regularly, maybe he came <laughs> back and his nose was in a different place. <laughs> much less Ed Nortney or Eric Bana, who played him. Maybe he just came back this time and was much less Australian. <laughs> in terms of Loki being the bad guy and not being it not being enough, actually, the only Avengers uh, comic that I had read for this storyline was the I believe Ultimate Avengers or something where it was not Loki. It was like a Captain America bad guy from his Nazi, like, that infiltrated the Nazis when he was in World War II, and he fought him, but he was actually an interdimensional alien, maybe like the Skrill, I can't recall the exact race, but he was immortal and gave maybe future tech to the Nazis, and that was a little more weighty than, say, Loki seeing him, even if he's the one who facilitates it. He was, they napalm him, they end up fighting, like, a lot, and he just keeps coming back, and he's human-sized and has, you know, super strength, but he's kind of immortal, and I think they ultimately kill him by, in the storyline, Bruce Banner is dating Shannon Elizabeth, the actress, they say. <laughs> not not Betty Brant, just, just straight up Shannon Elizabeth. They say, the actress Shannon Elizabeth, <laughs> and she has scenes, like there are panels where she's, uh, he's going in the battle, and she has to like say she's going to break up with him so he can get angry and hulk out. <laughs> uh, and so, in the end, they're fighting the bad guy, and he's like, I'm immortal, and they, Captain America, someone says, hey, Hulk! That guy stuck with Shannon Elizabeth, and he grabs him and bites his head off. <laughs> and uh, that's in it. I'm like, all right, that worked. And then, But he has an interdimensional bomb or something that's going to open up the portal so all the aliens can come in. And I think Thor ends up zapping it with his hammer to send it into Valhalla or somewhere where it won't, a different dimension where it won't hurt anyone. And that was the end of that. Hopefully I didn't just spoil the movie here, but <laughs> they're going with, if they're going with that timeline. But that was the only one uh, I actually read, and it had uh, a lot of different characters actually making up the Avengers. There was the Wasp and Ant-Man, or... Yep. Yeah, and those two, again, speaking of <laughs> Hawkeye and Black <laughs> Widow, were like, really? Captain America, Hulk, I think, yeah, Iron Man, and uh, those two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, they're actually trying to make an Ant-Man movie, and uh, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I just don't know that it has the following, like, maybe it worked in the 60s with uh, radiation and them-type movies, or something, to where it's like, that's a novel idea. He could get into all kinds of places, or be really big. But even when he's really big, I don't think he it's his strength and everything, you know, density kind of, you know, protectiveness scales up to whatever size he is, but I don't think it's even superhuman for that size. <laughs> also, a problem I had with Loki, even in the Thor movie, was how he looks. I realized he was an ice uh, giant, kind of, that they took her in to make peace. But really, he kind of has darker features. He's smaller than Thor. Thor is this big, blonde, strapping... Norse god... Aryan Superman <laughs> and Loki is the small, darker featured, darker haired, uh, conniving <laughs> guy that betrays him because he can't match his superior strength. I just felt like, and it might have just been because, oh, you know, in comics you make the villain, you know, have darker features and he can't match the strength with the hero, so let's make him more, you know, menacing and sabotage kind of ways. But he kind of looked 
Jewishy, <laughs> and this is something I think that comes up when you're basing things on older stuff, like the first, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe uh, books that, you know, are clearly religious bent and early on made in the movies, and yet they have the, uh, the older brother who's blonde and, you know, six feet when he's 16 or something, and he's stra strapping everything. They go into Narnia, and the White Queen approaches the, the smaller, darker-featured brother to say, hey, betray them. Come to me on the dark side. And it really, with as much Christian uh, motifs and things they had in that movie, just struck me as, are you saying this kid's Jewish? <laughs> like, that, with as many, like, the symbolism and stuff like that. So, uh, so... You're begging me to read into this. Right. And so I'm reading more yeah, into and it. And I'm reading into it, and I'm reading some anti-Semitism, <laughs> is what I'm getting at. So, I don't know that it's there, or if it's just so much as, oh, you don't want to have a bad guy, put him in a black hat. Like, one of those iconography things that movies have adapted. Well, he does have the giant horns. <laughs> the horn helmet is actually pretty lame to me. That is one of the things that I look at him and go, you just look silly. I do not take you serious as a bad guy. They didn't but wear it very often, which I was I, pretty happy. I have heard, if you were talking about the horns part, uh, some cultures regard Jewish people as having horns. So... <laughs> Uh, interesting. I was not aware of that. Oh, all right. Cut that part out. <laughs> I might have just be at this point discussing <laughs> and furthering it instead. All in all, I uh, like I said at the beginning, I was going to see this movie regardless of the trailer. The trailer is sort of exactly what I expected. Bunch of characters who don't really get along because it's Marvel comics, and uh, but in the end they get together and they fight the bad guy, and uh, everybody seems to be on point with. Tony Stark is witty and, and charming, yeah. and Bruce Banner is tortured, and Thor is socially awkward, and everybody's just sort of who they are. And it doesn't seem like anything's going to be surprising, it just seems like it's going to be well done. That's the way I feel about it, too. It did exactly what it needed to do, uh, which is keep your appetite wet until the movie actually comes out. So, it worked in that regard. Yeah, I'll watch it opening weekend, if I, I can. I absolutely will, too, unless it's in... 3D. Which actually, now that I think about it, Joss Whedon had said he absolutely will not make the Avengers in 3D. He thinks it's a gimmick, thinks it's terrible. Then a few months ago they announced they're converting it to 3D, and he was he said this is the greatest thing ever. It's not going to look shitty like other 3D conversions. It'll be great 3D. Um, and I understand that it's uh, show business. Right, there's that friends, word. But he has more money than God. Like, it's not his choice uh, whether or not they convert it to 3D. It's out of his hands. But he doesn't have to sell his soul and say it's going to be good. Just be like, eh, they're doing it. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm Which is what he did when they announced that they were remaking Buffy as a movie. Like he said, I'm wa I wash my hands of this. This has nothing to do with me. Do the same thing. <laughs> I'm sure that would not be the lead into the opening weekend that he wants. <laughs> is, hey, got this movie. I don't like 3D. Why would we waste our time with this? I wash my hands of it. <laughs> Might just wet blanket it a little bit. And I mean, I think that as much as I don't like people who, uh, you know, say one thing vehemently and then reverse their position, maybe, again, that it wasn't even a backing up a truckload of money to his house. It was just a marketing justification of this is what it will do for the movie and kind of he looked at that in a career term of like this is what it'll be do for me being viewed you know on bigger projects like for as successful as he is he still has hits and misses and needs studios to go like that guy's a team player and he look at how much money more money his movie made 
this time. Let's give him an even bigger project. So it might be having access to his next project. Quit being so reasonable. Oh, <laughs> he's the devil. <laughs> there we go. That's, I, that's what we want. He's a liar and we should burn him in effigy. I, like you said, am going to go see it in two dimensions. There you go. So that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a full episode and feel free to email us at too much film school at gmail.com. You can let us know how we got all of the comic book references <laughs> wrong and had the wrong series, the wrong names, and everything. Like, I think you were talking about the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know that much about comics, so it's probably evident to anyone that doesn't.